My name's Katie Wilson and I am the children's pastor in Belfast City Vineyard and today I want to talk to you about how we can raise our kids to have a faith that will last. We all long to raise our kids to love Jesus with a faith that will last. Every time we do a dedication in our church we pray for the baby that they would run after God now and all the days of their life. Our dream is that our kids never know a day apart from Jesus and that they grow into teenagers and then into adults doing life in the kingdom forever. Today I want to talk to you about where it all starts. I want to look at how we might pray and minister to our babies and toddlers and then I'd like to take a look at how they can be empowered to pray and minister to others as well. As I look at strong leaders in the Bible I can't help but notice something. These leaders like John the Baptist, Samson, Moses, Samuel, these leaders were all what I am going to call for the sake of this video, super prayed for babies. Before they were even born, their families cried out to God for them and these babies were born and became children that grew into adults who went on to love God and serve their nation for all their days. As I talk to God and pray for the babies in our church, I believe with all my heart that they're actually going to change our nation. Let me tell you about a time a few years ago when I was at home on maternity leave and God began to show me the possibilities of this. One night I was up feeding our baby at around 2am and her Moses basket was beside our bed and as I prepared to set her into it I started to ponder about the significance of how it's called a Moses basket. I started to imagine Moses's mother and how she must have felt as she placed her baby son in that basket. I'm sure you all know the story. They were living in very dark times in the history of Israel. Pharaoh had ordered, first of all, for the midwives to kill the baby boys at birth, and then for all baby boys to be drowned in the Nile. Dark and evil times, and the nation was crying out for God to intervene. And it was into this time in history that Moses was born. We read in Exodus 2, that when Moses' mother saw him, she could see that he was a special baby. Exodus 2 verse 1 tells us, About this time, a man and woman from the tribe of Levi got married. The woman became pregnant and gave birth to a son. She saw that he was a special baby and kept him hidden for three months. Now all babies are special, but I think in this case, perhaps that she could see on him some of his prophetic destiny. He was special with God's plans and she made the decision to keep him and it was risky. If she had been found out, her whole family would have been at risk. Her other children would likely have been killed along with her and her husband. It was no light decision and she hid him away and I can only guess how she spent her days just crying out to the Lord for this baby of hers. And then came the day that she could hide him no more and she made him a little basket and placed him in it, covered in a blanket, and covered in more prayer than we can ever imagine. How on earth must that mummy have felt? As I looked at our own modern day Moses basket beside our bed, in my spirit, I felt the Lord asking me what she must have prayed for as she set Moses into it. I can imagine even now how she must have placed her baby in that basket of reeds and tar and just cried out that God would deliver her child from all of the evil of the world that threatened him and into a place of complete safety. And it did. This tiny little person 
floated in his basket, sailing away from danger and into a place where he was guaranteed life. He sailed his way into his destiny at the palace. Found in a basket by a princess, his identity became one of royalty. Delivered into royal identity to become an agent of deliverance for an entire nation, one baby free from danger, so that he might be used by his heavenly father to usher freedom to a multitude of slaves held captive. A tiny baby, soaked in prayer, who ended up having faith that lasted a lifetime. As I mulled over this in the early hours of darkness, I felt the Lord simply say, what if you prayed that same thing for your baby every time you placed her in her Moses basket? What might happen then? What if I prayed that? What if I prayed every time I put her in her basket to sleep that her heavenly father would deliver her from evil threats? What if I prayed that she would in turn be an agent of freedom to others throughout her entire life? What if she understood her royal identity as a tiny baby and never forgot it? I knew that the Lord had spoken and that night I prayed for her like never before. I called out these things over her life and as I placed her in her Moses basket to sleep, I asked the Lord that it might be a prophetic action of these things that work in her life, even as a tiny baby. After I had prayed that, I climbed back into bed, but my mind was awake. Suddenly I had a picture of her Moses basket, but this time it was in our baby room at church. As well as my little one, we were placing all the different babies in our care into the basket and we were praying freedom and deliverance over them too. The very action of just placing them in the basket alone was a prophetic prayer. And in that moment, I realized that my approach to baby ministry could never be the same again. My prayers needed to start from before a baby was even born. I began asking God what else he would have us pray and prophesy over the lives of the babies we get to pastor in our church. And I found myself up for the next hour in the middle of the night writing a long list. Can you imagine what will happen if we pray these things over our babies week in, week out? Our church will never be the same again. Our city will be completely transformed. Prayer for babies is a game changer. Acts 7 verse 22 tells us that Moses was educated in all the wisdom of the Egyptians and was powerful in speech and action. There is nothing about Moses' upbringing in the palace that should have resulted in him becoming an adult who followed and served the Lord with all his heart. He grew up in an environment that was godless and materialistic. Power and wealth and worldly influence were at his disposal. And yet, he became this man who told the people in the wilderness to put away their foreign gods and to love the Lord. And the only conclusion I can reach is that those first three years of Moses' life, when he was with his family, were completely formational in shaping his faith forever. In those first few years, Jochebed must have passed on her faith in God and a fearless courage that never left him. If we want to raise our children to have a faith that lasts, we can start by leaning into making those first few years from birth and upwards count. As I have pondered this, I have realised that when babies are prayed for intensively, very big things happen. 
Throughout the Bible, we read story after story of God raising up babies to change the narrative of history. Time after time, when the nation of Israel cried out for change, God's response was to send a baby. In nearly every one of these instances, whether due to barrenness or adversity, these children received more prayer than most other babies. Adam and Eve had Seth. Abraham and Sarah had Isaac. Isaac and Rebecca had Jacob and Esau. Jacob and Rachel had Joseph. Amram and Jochebed had Moses. Hannah and Elkanah had Samuel. Manoah and his wife had Samson. Zechariah and Elizabeth had John the Baptist. And these babies, who were so desired and so intensively prayed for, prayed for more than other babies being born at their time, both in the womb and as tiny babies, grew up to become total game changers. We can't avoid making the connection. Every time something needed to happen for the people of Israel, a baby was born, and often against impossible odds. These heroes of the faith, who knew the voice of the Lord intimately and partnered with him to lead his people throughout history, were the same babies who were soaked in the prayers of their parents and their families. And my heart is thumping as I begin to contemplate what might only happen in the history of our nation if we were to soak our babies from before and after their birth in targeted, intentional prayer in environments and homes that are flooded with the Holy Spirit's presence. Make no mistake about it, our babies know God intimately. Let's just think about what happens when they're in the womb. Psalm 139 says this, For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place. When I was woven together in the depths of the earth, your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. As we read this psalm, we can see that babies come into the world knowing the presence of God. They've been immersed in it for nine whole months. He was with them in the womb, creating them and forming them, knitting them together and planning out all of their days. And the thing is, that's all babies. Even babies born into families who aren't believers have spent that time immersed with the Father being formed by him in the secret place. Babies born into atheist families, Hindu families, Muslim and Sikh families, all babies come into this world having been formed by the Father. Our babies come into the world drenched in the sweet smell of Jesus. What might happen if we continue to immerse our babies in prayer through these early years and not hold off until primary school? We said earlier that when Jochebed looked at Moses, she saw that he was special. She had some kind of prophetic sense that he was special, that he was special with God's plans. And I want to tell you today that every baby and toddler in your church is special with God's plans. I speak to you as the church and I ask, what will be your response? You could have another John the Baptist, another Samuel, another Moses in your church. I believe that these babies in our churches will change our nation 
for we know what happens to super proud poor babies. Let's understand that our nation will be transformed because of how God is moving on our littlest children. What do I think would happen if we consistently and intentionally prayed for our children before they were born and on through their childhood? The reality would be that they would have a faith that lasts. So now that we've realised the significance of intentional targeted prayer for our babies and toddlers, I want to continue by considering how these same little ones can be released to minister to others as well. A while back I received an email from a parent of some amazing children that I know and it's a few years old now but it still resonates deeply with me as I think about what we're running after for our little ones. This is the email. Hi Katie, last week my baby girl was lying on the bed chatting to me and I felt God remind me that she knows his voice and understands things about him that I have forgotten. So I asked her to tell me about her father God. And then I waited and she gargled and smiled and did the usual three month old baby things and the Holy Spirit came and I began to cry as she poured out her heart to me. I can't articulate what she told me because it feels like it was beyond words, but she told me from her heart to mine a little more about God's heart that I have forgotten because I am an adult and the more immediate things of the world have gotten in the way. One of the most precious moments with my little one, facilitated by an environment on Sunday mornings where babies get to worship and not just listen to music and be entertained. It's a very precious email and it really touched something deep within me. I think I have grasped the importance of praying prophetically and ministering to babies for a long time now, but this was a real light bulb moment that I could also have an expectation that a baby could be in actual communication with their Heavenly Father. I knew we prayed for our babies and toddlers and they responded because the Holy Spirit touched them. And I have watched our babies from probably around six months or so starting to worship God and clap and raise hands and sway as the Spirit touches them. But this year, I am challenged to create space for our babies to engage with their Father and communicate with Him. When I read that email, I pondered a while over it and I asked the Lord to help me understand what it was that he was doing with that little baby girl on that afternoon. As I sat with God, he reminded me of the passage in Romans 8, 26 and 27, where it says this, In the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us through wordless groans. And he who searches our hearts knows the mind of the Spirit because the Spirit intercedes for God's people in accordance with the will of God. Some of our team have been praying for our littlest children and asking them to tell about their father and leaving space to listen to them. One of our leaders was really touched by that email that I shared with you and the next Sunday, while she was cuddling a little baby who was only a few months old, she simply asked her, tell me about your Papa God. And then she waited and what happened next was wonderful. The baby started to chat and gargle and the Holy Spirit fell on those sitting around. These little ones are making real eye contact with us and I just know that the Holy Spirit is interceding through them in wordless groans, tears and laughter.
I will never forget a time we had one Sunday morning when one of our pastors was preaching on a passage about suffering. As ministry time was being introduced, he started talking to people in the room who were feeling in pain right now and enduring suffering. Suddenly a baby at the back started to cry and then another and another. The sound of baby sobbing filled the air and we just knew it was intercession. You could feel the presence of the Holy Spirit filling the place with healing power and many of the adults started to cry as these babies and toddlers released healing into the room. A minute or two later, the pastor who was preaching said that he felt the Lord was healing many people's emotions and that he was about to release joy in the room. What happened next was amazing. One of the babies who had been crying stopped and just let out the loudest giggle. It was incredible as we knew what was happening, but we weren't quite sure how to explain it. Some of my preschool leaders were trying to find me to see if I had noticed what was happening. And it was just wonderful as our whole body ministered together. It happened at the NLC many years back too, I remember. The speaker was talking about abortion and suddenly the babies in the room just started to wail. Powerful intercession was happening as they cried out to their Heavenly Father. Praying with our babies and toddlers is so important. We have to pray for babies. They can and they will experience the Holy Spirit. Just look at John the Baptist. He leapt in response to the presence of Jesus when he was in his mother's womb. We have prayed for babies who have started to shake and giggle in joyful response. We prayed for one baby and she laughed in a really infectious way and her parents were stunned because it was the first time she had actually laughed out loud and Jesus made her giggle. There's something really powerful about listening to God on behalf of a baby. It can feel risky. They can't tell us what's going on and whenever it's not your baby, there's only so much you can learn about their wee personalities in the hour or so that you've got them in church. So you need to be 100% reliant on revelation from the Lord. You can't check out what you think God is saying with the child. You have to pray, hear from the Lord, take a risk and share it with their parents and leave it with them to discern the truth. But there is something really powerful that happens when a parent collects their little one and a leader tells them how they've been praying for them that morning, what they think the Lord might be showing them about their child. Our parents love to hear how their little ones respond to Jesus during worship and ministry time and when we read the Bible to them. We need to invest what we have in helping these kids run hard and fast after Jesus. What we want for our baby and toddler rooms is to create a space where we walk in and feel the thick presence of the Holy Spirit just saturating the place. That's what we're after. Praying for babies is a game changer. So let's start now with the tiniest church members that we have and see more and more of his kingdom come. Thank you.